Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 2 Secure the Insecure, the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seafoot, and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. My guest this week was on the fifth series of Love Island. She was on the series one by Amber and featured Molly Mate and Tommy. Now, after coupling up Jordan and lasting 52 days, she left the island and has since teamed up with her sister for their podcast, Sisters in the City, which you can find on ACOS Podcasts. Now, I'm delighted to welcome to Sakinska, Anna Vakili. Hello, Anna. Hi, Johnny. Thank you for having me. Well, no, thank you for being on it. I love your podcast, Sisters in the City. It's one of those podcasts that's just open, <laughs> honest, candid, and I can actually learn from you rather than going, oh, you're just another Instagram influencer now. Exactly. That's what I wanted to come out of the podcast. And so, so I'm glad that you feel that way. Literally on Instagram, I'm, I can't show my personality on there at all. And YouTube, I've been too lazy to do. So the podcast was the perfect place for me to, to like show my personality without any like visualization, just completely me and Manny's personality unfiltered and raw. Why can't you show your personality on Instagram? I struggle showing my personality on Instagram and I always think like people that follow me must think oh my god they don't really know me and I've got so much more to give than just like posing for pictures stories last 15 seconds and it's it's difficult to have like conversation you can't have conversations on Instagram so it's more of a visual platform whereas like I've got so much more to give than just like posing with my looks here and there like I wanted people to see the real me it's interesting you say that it's more for posy pictures because obviously in the past couple of years OnlyFans has come in and there's a lot of Love Island stars who have gone on to OnlyFans and therefore Instagram isn't the picture portfolio it used to be. It's now you'll put that on OnlyFans. On OnlyFans obviously we know it can be sexy, um, completely naked and, and extra and other but it can just be just those posy pictures as well. So with Instagram, why is it that you don't feel like you can put your personality out? Because you can still put it in a story or do several stories. Yeah, you can, but I just struggle with it. But I struggle with Instagram a lot. Like, I'm not one of those people that can, like, write all these long captions and, like, I feel awkward talking into the camera. I feel like maybe because I'm a bit older as well. Like, um, I think as you, as you're, the older generation is always, like, harder for them to show their personality on these, like, mobile phones. Whereas with, like, 
a podcast it's just a mic and me and my sister having a conversation in our kitchen having the exact same conversation we'd have in our bedroom it's like it's so natural and it's I don't feel like I'm being recorded I don't feel like I'm doing it I'm, I'm holding a phone to my face and recording a story do you know what I mean it just feels so much more natural I think you're right because we're the same age we grew up with smartphones you know we grew up with the old Nokia's and the Samsung and then we obviously moved to the Blackberries and the iPhones and so over that time I remember my first phone didn't even have a camera on it it was like a little plug-in thing and so it isn't natural to take that picture but talking into a microphone very natural and therefore like now I can't do TikTok I try but I can't do these dances I don't know how little kids are learning these dances like that Oh, tell me about it. Like my last agent was like, you have to get on TikTok. TikTok, TikTok's a new Instagram. And I, every time I try and do it, I start cringing at myself. But like, I really have to try. The thing is, I'm actually not bad. Once I actually do a TikTok, I'm like, oh, it's actually really good. But it's like, I, I struggle. It's a struggle. <laughs> it, 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 it's not natural for us to do that. And it's not natural for us to do something over and over and over again. You know, we're not born actors. And so with a yeah. podcast or... When it's an interview, you know it's a straight one-on-one dialogue. You'll record for an hour and that's that. Bang, goes out. With TikTok, you've got to invest in it and do it again and do it again. And have that mentality that on the hundredth time, you might get that dance move correct. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's very jarring. <laughs> and also, we don't have enough things going on in our lives. I don't know how the kids do because they're all at school. But I don't feel like I've got enough in my life going on that I can put out five TikToks a day. <laughs> I feel like TikTok is you don't you don't have to have anything going on in your in your life, Johnny. You just have to like do, do a dance or like eat like, a sandwich. Ne- you have to memorize like things. That's that's another thing. I'm terrible at that. I'm completely terrible at that. And then <sighs> it's like, well, you've got to cook, okay. But now you've got to set up the ring light, and then you have to have the camera at different angles. And you're like, this isn't. I'm not making a TV show. And I think in, in a way it's very <laughs> clever because everyone now thinks they're making a TV show, but. What I've noticed, this is actually quite interesting for you, is that on TikTok, we've got these influencer terms now. So on TikTok, it's very easy to get a big following. On Instagram, it's a lot harder. Obviously, if you go on a show like Love Island, like you did, it's very easy to get that following after, but you deserve that following. Whereas on TikTok, yes, you're putting the work in, but that's very much in TikTok world. If you come out of TikTok, no one knows who you are, but they think they're influencers. That's why TikTok is so huge right now, is because they're the following can be so wide and like the the interaction is so big like when you put a video you can get like one one million views wherever it was it, with instagram it's more difficult now to get that interaction there's always something new isn't there well that's it does, does it affect you though when it comes to brand deals are you noticing brands are going well actually we want to put it on tiktok so we know it will get three million views whereas even if you've got a million followers on instagram but your stories might only get what three to 10,000 views. Whereas on TikTok, you can get 10 million views, even if you've only got 200,000 followers. Right, exactly. So it's definitely made a huge difference um, with brand deals. Like brands are more going towards TikTok now rather than Instagram. They want more video content. It's so easy for people like now as well to edit their photos, they face app, they do this, they do that. Whereas with TikTok, video content's more real. So definitely huge difference in brand deals. That must be really hard for you, though, because coming out of Love Island, and you kind of know, unless you're going to go on another TV show, you know kind of Instagram is the place to be. But now that's mm-hmm. completely changed. And, like, this year, obviously it starts June the 6th again, that, that cast list will come out, and they'll go straight to TikTok, not Instagram, like, historically it's always been. And they'll get TikTok like that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. How lucky am I? <laughs> but you know what? When TikTok first came out, I had a feeling as well. Everyone did say, like, we feel like this is going to be the next thing. I should have put more work in, but I didn't. Um, I could have got a lot more followers. At that point, I'd just come out of the villa as well. But look, whatever's meant to be will be. I will work the hardest I can to do the best I can. I've still got my Instagram. I've still got the, the followers I have. Every time I do post on TikTok, my followers grow. And I've still got my pharmacy degree as well. Like, so I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we're going to talk about your pharmacy degree in a second. Because I want to know a bit more about you, Anna, and you and your identity. Because you're very interesting. You kind of describe yourself as Iranian, and Persian, British, and then obviously... There's the pharmaceutical side and there's the reality side and then there's the brand influence side. There's a lot going for you. There's a lot of different places that you fit. So how would you describe yourself? I said, right, Anna Vakili, definition is what? How, what would you say? I'll define myself as, yeah, like you said, I've got very, like, loads of different sides to me. But I, I define myself as a big hearted person that wants to try and do the best for me and my family and that meant studying hard to get my degree and that meant like doing the things that I wanted to do as well and pursue TV and that's really me like just trying my best in this little me in this big world (laughs) but I've got loads of sides to me and that that's true that's why I love putting it out there and telling women that you can have loads of different sides to you you don't have to fit in a box you can be smart and study and also be sexy and party and just because you're middle eastern does not mean that you can't have sex and have fun and do, do you know what i mean do break those social boundaries well let's talk about that so being middle eastern you've got an iranian and persian background how did you find life going up with that identity and trying to work out what's more important the iranian side or the persian side or even indeed the british side you grew up in camden which is very different to what life is like yeah. over there well, it was always a very, it was a bit of a identity, like, crisis. I think at, when I was younger, I didn't quite know, am I Persian, am I Brit, like, am I English, which one am I more? I never really fully, fit, like, did fit in with the English girls in school. I was very different growing up in a very Iranian household. I was very different to them. But at the same time, whenever I used to travel to Iran, I felt different to them as well, because I wasn't completely Iranian. So there was always that, like, like which one am I? I think I can easily say though now that I am Persian, but from but a British Persian. I'm both, but I do love my like roots, like Persian roots. I'm very proud of them, and I like being like, different. And I love the Iranian culture. So do you think you're more British or more Persian? I think I'm more. Oh, I don't know. I think I'm like more, maybe more Persian. I think growing up in an Iranian house, it's like. It's in you. I can't explain. It's just in you. You're both my parents are Iranian. I went to Iranian school on the weekends. Um, it's like I'm. I'm actually like most of my friends in real life. Most of them are Middle Eastern. That says something because it just shows that like I am more like Middle Eastern, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, you did go to Iran and get arrested for wearing jeans. So that is very British to be wearing jeans. I know oh, Johnny, everything you know about you. You know about I know that. Everything. Look, I got arrested in Iran for wearing jeans, but that's not because it's a British thing to wear jeans. Iranians are very chilled out and they, they would love to wear jeans and like wear skirts and wear all that stuff. But they have a dictatorship regime at the moment, which they hate themselves. 
but they can't get rid of. So Iranians, before the, this whole government and regime, it, my mom used to go partying and wear skirts and like do all sorts of stuff. Like it's just Iran is in a bad place at the moment with their government. Iranians wear jeans. Iranians, trust me, they have all these secret house parties. They wear, they drink, they have sex. They do all those things. Iranians are the most chilled out Middle Easterns you'll find. But I'm quite interested. What happened when you got arrested? Because to me, that's really scary. But And that's as a guy. So as a lady... And you were young at the time. What was it like for you to get arrested? Oh my God, it was really scary because I just remember all these like police women grabbing me and trying to put me in the van. And they're like, oh, you know, like they were saying in Farsi, like your jeans are too tight. You're going, it's not Islamic and all this. And they were like trying to push me into the car. And then my aunties just suddenly came and started grabbing one side of me and pulling me away. And they were like, she's English. She's from England. Leave her. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. And luckily, like they managed. And I pretended like I couldn't even speak Farsi. And they let me go because of like the fact that I'm from England and I can't speak Farsi and I don't know the laws enough. But yeah, it was very scary. Hold on. So you didn't know the laws enough, but then in England, you also got arrested at the uh, Dorchester once and you did know the rules. <laughs> you know my whole life story, George. Of course Johnny. I do. That was actually so unfair being arrested at the Dorchester. And I'm so annoyed about that because I actually called the police myself that situation I called the police on my ex-boyfriend because he wasn't letting me leaving me alone he was actually like kidnapping me and I called the police on him but at the same time I was having a bit of a row with my sister so it's a bit of a long story but cutting it short I knew the laws it's just I think the police were a bit unfair they kind of also knew who I was I think they just kind of took advantage of that did they ask for a selfie they're like oh my god you're Anna from Lebanon can we also have a selfie by the way you're in trouble but we just get a quick selfie they didn't ask me for a selfie, but I knew they knew who I was. Because when I was in the back of the police van, I could see them in the front. And I knew they knew who I was. So it was unfair. And it was stupid. Like, for, they put me in the van for an argument or, like, a little stupid scruff with my sister. Like, it wasn't even a it wasn't even a fight. It was, like, a tiny little push and slap. So, like, and me and my sister, we, like, love each other more than anything in the world. I was like, you're actually doing this. You're putting me and my sister in jail overnight because of an argument we've had with each other. Like, most siblings have had a fight in their life. Do you know what I mean? Uh, what they didn't even question the guy can you believe it they didn't even question the guy like i could have been in serious danger well this is the problem but like you said they knew who you were and they were obviously googling you and obviously there's a lot at the moment in the news about the police and how much you trust the police and we know also policemen they're normal human beings they might recognize you they might watch love island afterwards if they you know, if they're getting to spend a bit of time with you or get your phone number as well, it's like, well, you arrested me because I'm a celebrity. You arrested me because you want to make an example. Or you arrested me because you actually generally think I've made a crime. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was shouting, like, how, what, how would you expect people to trust you? That's exactly what I was shouting when this is what you do. You arrested me over this stupid reason. You didn't even question the man when it, I could have been in serious danger. Like, it was, it's ridiculous, really. So that's you being arrested twice. Have you been arrested a third time? <laughs> the first time I didn't actually get arrested, I almost got arrested. And no, only once, <laughs> only ever once. <laughs> the problem is now, now you've started a book, or if you're ever going to be snorched welfare, you've got a memoir now where you go chapter two, arrested. Honestly, Johnny, you know right? experience, and we only live once, and I've always wanted to know what it was like. <laughs> it's like the movies and, you know, the documentaries you watch, and I was like laying... One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That cell, and I was like, "Whoa!" It was like such a surreal moment because I could never imagine someone like me being in like jail. Actually, I'm surprised it didn't happen earlier. Really, <laughs> it just felt like such a weird moment, you know. And it's like life—you only live once, and you just, it's good to experience things, you know. That's <laughs> what. Well, did the jumpsuit fit you? You know, was it your color? Yeah, the the grey one. Oh, the grey one. one. Oh. Was that I okay for you that day? I kept it as a memory of my jail experience. What about breakfast and dinner there? Did you have a tray, like a blue tray, like a blob of porridge? Okay, so basically I didn't have breakfast. I was fuming, I was so angry that I wasn't even like talking to the officers. I was so angry, whereas on the other hand, my sister in the other cell, she was getting blankets, tea, like biscuits. She was getting everything because she was like so calm and getting on with everyone. Whereas I was just so angry at the fact that I was in jail. So I was refused. I let my pride get in the, like, in the way of having any like kind of luxuries. Well, that's your Middle Easternness coming out, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I am feisty. There's no denying that. Well, don't forget, you went to an all-girls school growing up. So it was basically dog-eat-dog of who's going to be Queen Bee. Yeah, exactly. And also, I got bullied a lot in school. So I think that's caused me to be very defensive. What were you bullied for? Oh, my God. I was bullied about my name because um, my actual name's not Anna. It's Anahita. And the English girls used to, in my school used to always believe me about my name. They used to call me Antita or, or Hita. It's hot here. They'd kick my chair. They'd be horrible. I was, like, quite... You could say I was a bit of a geek. Like, I had one eyebrow. My mum never let me pluck my eyebrows at that age. I never had boyfriends. I wasn't really allowed out like they were. So I was, I was bullied a lot during school. And I think when I went to sixth form and then college like I was just so defensive and I just became I put on on a front and I that just carried on now and I've become a very defensive person now because like I don't want anyone to ever be able to hurt me it's quite interesting though because when you're growing up like that the insecurities you must have had and the self-esteem you must have had would have been quite low but to go from that to Love Island where you apply to go on a show where you're going look I'm here I'm a beautiful because you have to 
some point have that mentality of going, I'm good looking enough to get on that show because you know everyone on that show is a type. You know, there's the Love Island body type. So you must have had to know, yes, that is me and have that confidence and that resilience that I'm not like they also at school. I feel like it was a journey to get to that stage. Because I, I did go on Love Island quite late on, later on. I went on Love Island when I was 27 or 8. So it was a 28, I think. Um, so it was a journey from school till that, like, and that space of time, like, I did a lot of le- like learning and self discovery to become more of a confident person. But definitely coming out of school, I was very insecure. Slowly, it picked up my confidence, and I just went. It made me stronger. It made me more confident. When you get kicked down in life, or you know, things happen to you, it makes you a stronger person. So, what was your relationship with your body like growing up? My relationship with my body growing up has been so up and down. Like there was definitely loads of times in my life that I was very insecure. So I did do like certain things to try and make myself feel better. And look, my journey with my body is ongoing. It's still ongoing. It's still like, there's, I can't ever say that I'm always very confident. I have a better relationship with my body now than I did when I was younger. But still, there are times where I still get insecure. It's quite normal, I think, to sometimes feel insecure. What part of your body do you like the most? Um, I think probably my eyes. I like the most. And are your eyes real? You've not had any work done to them? No, they're real. <laughs> we found one real quick. What, what work have you had done to yourself? So um, I've had my boobs. I, that, that's probably my biggest regret is getting my boobs bigger when I was around 25. Then I had to get them smaller and lifted because they were so heavy. So I got them lifted and reduced. I've had BBL, which is like a fat transfer from like my stomach to my bum. And other than that, I've not had any other surgery. I've just had like filler. Well, when I went onto Love Island, I had filler overload. Since coming out of the villa, I've like literally, most of my fillers are dissolved or I'm, I, my face is looking more like the natural face when I was younger. But I, I still get a little bit under my eyes and a little bit in my lips. Oh, I'm Botox, but I don't know. I don't think that counts. Botox doesn't why count. Does, <laughs> why does that not count? You're still injecting yourself with something. <laughs> No, it's not because it's not it's not filling in anything. Do you know what I mean? It's not adjusting the shape of your face. If that's how you justify <laughs> it to yourself, you've not Botox does not count as a procedure. You talk about the fillers in your face before you went on Love Island. I was listening to an interview with Alex George who said he lost all this weight before he went into Love Island so that he looked a certain way and he hated it. And then he came out of Love Island and put all this weight back on. How did you find taking so much filler liquid being injected into you just so you could have the perfect look to go on a TV show when they're supposed to take you based on your natural characteristics? Oh, okay. Well, to be honest, Johnny, I was like that before Love Island. I was just really filler crazy before Love Island. And then when I came off and I saw the way I looked on TV and like the public's response as well, I kind of agreed with them that it was too much. And that's what made me change and be more natural in terms of my face. So it wasn't that I did the fillers to go on to Love Island. I was just like that before. Fun. Okay. And what's this about you having, what's this about you wanting your nipples to change on where they are on the breast? I've never heard of this before. Well, basically, I was just trying to say in an interview that like when you have surgery, you don't realise, but it turns into more surgery sometimes, most of the time because it's never going to be perfect or how you want it. And you're just, you're changing your body and things can go wrong. And that's what my surgeon said himself. He said, look, you do know you might even have to come back again. And I, when I went for my lift, I just feel like my nipples could be a bit lower down, but it's not to the point where I've, I'd get surgery again at the moment. 
because I really don't want to. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just feel like, well, that's exactly why my sister had to go for her second boob surgery. Her nipples were too high. And it's called bottoming out when your implant, implants bottom out at the bottom and your nipples are too high. I was changing the other day and my sister said to me, Anna, be careful, like you don't start bottoming out like I did, wear like really secure bras. Um, because like I said, I feel like they could be a bit lower, like nipples could be a bit lower, but they don't look like, you wouldn't really notice it, I guess, if it's not on your own body. But if I'm not careful, it could happen to me, if you know what I mean. It's on the way there. Would you get insecure though with your nipples being really high up though? At the moment, it's not to a point where I feel insecure because I don't think anyone can tell but me. But like, obviously, yeah, my sister was very insecure when her nipples were too high that she had to go and get them fixed. So, it's really yeah, hard I mean, though because the amount of money you then end up spending on these surgeries could be a fortune. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of money has gone on surgery. <laughs> do you regret spending that much money there when your money could be spent elsewhere? Or do you notice that you've got a much, with that confidence of the way you look now, you're able to live a better life having that. So if one's listening, if you've got the money to spend it on that, but it's not the be all and end all of life. I feel like with surgery, if it's something that's going to make you happy and you're doing it for the right reasons, you're not doing it because it's a trend, you're not doing it to impress your other half, you're not doing it for other people, and you're doing it for yourself and you've done enough research on it and you're confident with your surgeon, other people that have like left reviews, like you've done enough research, then do what makes you happy. You're not hurting anyone else. It's your body. Obviously, the best thing to do would be not get surgery and not put yourself at risk. And if you're happy with yourself the way you are, then that's the best outcome. But some people really can't be happy with themselves. And look, I do regret, like, for example, my first boob surgery, I regret that. I wish I just had my natural boobs. And then that would have saved me so much money because I wouldn't have had to get my second one. But I don't, like, Having had done my first one, I don't regret my second one because I had to do the second one. So yeah, like there are certain surgeries that I like, I do regret and it, I could have saved a lot of money, but some like my first fat transfer, I don't regret. Like I didn't regret the first fat transfer I ever did. It made me like a much more confident person, made me happy. I went to a reputable place. I did a lot of research. So yeah, it depends. I feel like this whole thing about body insecurity has blown up since Love Island. And I'm, look, I'm not talking about your series, but Love Island as a general brand has created problems when it comes to pe the way people look at themselves. I think coming out of a pandemic now, everyone's done a lot more work on themselves, self-development, mental uh, abilities, because obviously no one can go to a gym for a year. So unless you're doing Joe Wicks' workout on YouTube, you probably weren't working out that much. I walk every day now. I do 18,000 steps walking a day. And that for me is what I do for my body. And I think now everyone's trying to assess what do they do for their body? That's right. I think, is it surgery? Is it going back to gym? Or is it actually just being happy the way you are? Exactly, yeah. The best thing to, to do is be happy the way you are and exercise because you're like, you're going to be healthy inside and you'll look good out on the outside as well. But for some people, that's just not what works. And I don't think anyone should judge anyone for having surgery. If it makes them happy, it's their own body and like, as long as they're doing it for the right reasons, I'm a strong believer and like you shouldn't judge people for having surgery. Oh, 100%, 100%. So look, let's talk about you. Let's talk about Sisters in the City. Brilliant, 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 brilliant podcast. You and Mandy, your sister, so open and honest and candid. Where did that relationship with Mandy come from to take it to that level of being just really open? Do you know what it is? It's like with me and my sister, there was never a moment where we were like, okay, we're going to talk about sex and stuff. Me and my sister had like almost, we're like one person. Honestly, it's like, two bodies one person like we have always all our life shared everything we literally 
have one bank account between us. We share money, we share clothes, we share, we have the same group of friends. We went to the same school, college, university. We work till by till in Boots the Chemist. We literally do everything together. So it was like, it was just natural. It never was a moment where we were like, let's talk about this. It just everything we, there's nothing in my life that I've experienced that she doesn't know about. And there's nothing in her life she's experienced that I don't know about. We are like one person. It's really strange. The only thing we don't share is men and shoes. But like, that's it. <laughs> well, you say you don't share men. Surely if a potential guy is coming for you, they've basically got to be in a relationship with your sister as well, just one of the sets. Oh my God, exactly. That's true. It's like every man that I've ever been with or she's been with, it's like, it's like buy one, get one free, bro. The other one's just like, I have to like, if I get food for one of you, I have to get food for the other. Or like, buy, it's like, definitely there's a relationship that they have to have with the other person, but it's obviously not sexual. They just become like brother-sister vibes. But then if you've got a million followers on social media, she's got a call to that. You've done Love Island. She hasn't. You're not on to an extent, an equal pegging field. So how do you make sure that there's no jealousy and there's no bitterness between the two of you and yet you can still be the same when there's such variation between the two of you doing the exact same thing? Because like I said, Johnny, it's like we're like one person. So it's like, if I'm making more money, it doesn't feel like I'm making money. It's like we're making the money. It's like one pot between us. I can't explain it. Money is like not a thing for us. And success is like, if I'm successful, she's successful. If she's successful, I'm successful. It's like, we're one person it's really strange and not a lot of people understand it but um if i'm successful she would never get jealous she feels successful as well because i'm like her Do you know but what it's I mean? gonna it's get really to a crazy. point it'll get to a point where one of you has a boyfriend that becomes a husband and there won't be that shared bank account anymore you probably will share the bank account tell him right we're both retiring go and put all your money in it it's now you've got to pay for Anna <laughs> as well um but you're gonna have that bit where you're not gonna be one person anymore and you're gonna have to have completely separate lives that is so true and I like I always do think about that and I think what it's going to be really strange like how do we make that transition and it's going to be a weird time of our life for sure but yeah like yeah I do think about that actually I don't know how it's going to work out <laughs> well you just tell her you're not ever having a relationship but she said to you you're not having a relationship no of course we want to have relationships she's got a boyfriend right now like no definitely would I'd love to see Mandy get married and stuff I just don't know how it would work out in terms of like finances and stuff Hopefully she marries a really rich guy. <laughs> <laughs> of course, and then takes you in there. So, ACAST yeah. came to you. We want to do a podcast called Sisters in the City with you and Mandy. Why do you think they approached you in particular? I feel like I did another um, podcast with Amber and you one day, and, like, on there, you could just see how, like, open I am when, when there's a mic in front of me, and I'm just, like, conversation-wise, I'm just very filter-free and myself. So I think probably maybe from that podcast, they wanted to do it with me. And they also see the relationship I have with my sister, which isn't quite, I mean, it's not normal, I guess. Like not, no other siblings are like me and Mandy unless they're twins. So I think that concept of it as well was interesting to them. Also, I've got a lot to talk about, you know, I'm an older woman, an older 21st century woman, still dating, haven't like got married and settled down, had kids, like the, what you'd expect of a 31 year old Middle Eastern woman. I've got my pharmacy background and I've been on reality TV. So there's a lot of things I can talk about, a lot of experiences.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.